Welcome to another episode of uh, the India Independent Films Podcast. This is Rahul Desai. Um, I have with me uh, today a full house. I have uh, Tanul Thakur, uh, Uday Bhatia and Paulami Das. Uh, all of us are film critics. Uh, we are going to be discussing um, Alankrita Srivastava's uh, Netflix series Bombay Begums. Uh, it's her first series as solo showrunner. She was one of uh, the directors and writers on Made in Heaven 2. Her, recent, her most recent release was uh, Dolly Kitty or Wo Chamakte Sitare, which uh, we had talked about a while back. Um, so Bombay Begums is basically uh, about five uh, Mumbai-based women from different walks of life and how their paths crisscross. Uh, there's really no point uh, describing it more than that because it's six hours and, uh, you know, the, uh, every woman represents a particular section of society. And uh, we will get into that uh, uh, during this podcast. Um, the reaction to the series has largely been mixed. Um, I think uh, a lot of us didn't like it uh, for how unsubtle the series has been. And uh, uh, I also saw a lot of positive reviews. Uh, there has also been uh, a bit of a social media sort of backlash or a buzz saying that, you know, uh, you know, the gender of the reviewer has come into play here and a lot of the negative reviews are from the male reviewers and the positive reviews from the female reviewers. We will discuss that further. Uh, and uh, let's uh, let's start with uh, you, follow me. You, um, you interviewed the filmmakers and you reviewed the series. Um, this is not, not very subtle, but uh, let's, let's start with uh, your experience of uh, the series and what you thought about the general reaction to it. Um, I, as in like when I saw the trailer, I wasn't uh, very excited about it because it seemed like, like at least the aesthetic of it seemed to me like borrowed heavily from Made in Heaven, that whole glossy idea of like looking at lives that uh, are at a remove from society and then kind of uh, exploring how they also stand at a conundrum and they do not have the same kind of luxuries or privileges that like people of that section of society might have. But when I started watching the series, uh, my first thought was, I think this like comes as a offshoot of having to just review shows and like watching 10 episodes and like ending up writing 800 words. I was very glad that it was just six episodes. But the first episode, episode like in particular, I remember feeling very like disoriented or like feeling very like kind of ticked off because it, it generally felt like a movie instead of like an episode. Like it had like at least 100, like in the first episode only, not just introducing people, but 100 conflicts, 100 resolutions. And just this idea of, I, you know, one of the things that I feel like struck me in the first episode only was the fact that, you know, it just seemed like a show that seems so good on paper, but exactly the opposite on screen. And I feel like there is something to be said about how you know after a point when you keep watching shows or movies how you can just like tell that some movies or shows are just made because they want to be praised or they will be praised because of the fact that they're made and that's a very tricky kind of a uh, tricky kind of a like place to negotiate because on one hand you do kind of also want to see why it's it's going to be praised or why it's going to be like, like. for instance in this show a lot of people have also mentioned how it has kind of tackled say uh, sexually inappropriate workplace behavior or imagined how me too might look in the workplace and how the uh, the areas of disbelieving might change that it might not just be gendered like men disbelieving women it might just also be the other way around so you know there are merits to that but after a point you're like okay at what cost because though how unsubtle it is is from the first moment from that the moment that 
thirteen year old daughter starts with the voiceover, you know exactly the kind of show it's going to be. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's been a problem, I guess, with uh, Alankita's work over the years, as we've seen. I mean, we've seen it in films quite amplified because of the running length of those films, mostly two hours or less. Uh, but you know, in a series, it's sort of a little more. I mean, it's weird because you think she has more bandwidth to sort of explore the ideas that she often uh, is restless about in a feature-length sort of uh, template. But uh, in a series, the pace is the same, the lack of rhythm is the same, and uh, I mean, it, it's not really so much as much as it is about representation. It's just filmmaking that that has been so shabby. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just can't get past that and i think for a lot of us it's been that you know i don't care what the series was really uh, who it's representing or what it's about the kind of people it's about on a very fundamental level if you fail to tell a story a certain way or you know sort of construct a narrative and i feel like she's really not good at constructing narratives a lot of there's the novelty factor sort of wears off within half a episode so uh, so i guess that's been most of uh, our problems i, I guess uh, with this particular series uh, were you surprised by the reactions to the series in general i mean i knew that there would be like a disconnect between how people found it and how say the criticism towards would be like i knew that a lot of people wouldn't like it but would also like you know be kind of conscious about the fact that they were in liking it only because you know right now liking i don't think you can like a movie or a show in vacuum especially like a movie or a show like mm-hmm. a bombay begum so you also have to keep in mind like the things that it stands for which like to an extent is fine but beyond like you said beyond the point if like it's constructed in a way that is so shabby then i don't think like it holds merit to say that okay it is also talking about important things you know and like I think this is also one of those things about Alankrita Srivastava that it's very frustrating to watch anything she makes because it's not like she's not a clever filmmaker that she doesn't know how to like you know make small moments shine or like you know infuse like a narrative with significant detail like she does that here also but her, th- her films especially like Dolly Kitty has been like a big kind of like a evidence to that are like like it's it's very it i just feels like it's very impossible for her to make something that's good without also it being very very bad like this show was like tacky on so many different levels and i think that outweighs like the things it tries to do like way more for mm. that uh yeah i uh, i kind of uh, i agree with what polmi said that you know right right out of the gate you have that voice over and it kind of put me off right there and uh, it's just uh, i mean a it's it's written by a 13 year old and it sounds like you know it's written by a 13 year old and uh, there's there's a trick doing those i mean it's not like you can't have a child's voice over but you don't want it to be like this sort of wise wise ass sort of child narrating it because that gets very irritating and the voice over throughout belongs to this uh, to to shy who's the 13 year old daughter of rani who's the ceo of the bank and mm-hmm. she's like the sort of sullen rebellious uh, uh, school girl and uh, it's is just no fun to hear and it, uh, it it's it's not very well written and it's very cliched it's like bombay's city of dreams and uh, there are a whole bunch of queen metaphors and it's just uh, it like right out of the gate my viewing experience kind of uh, went for a toss out there 
and you know you were just you were mentioning about the reaction to this and whether you know the subject matter and we'll get to why some of the subject matter in this is very pertinent uh whether that you know should become a factor in in people's reactions and the thing is that we've we've come off a, a a fairly spectacular year of tv last year and if that wasn't the case and say bombay bakums had come out maybe a year or two back uh i i think uh, perhaps people might have been uh more ready to overlook its uh, you know aesthetic and and uh, and creative shortcomings in favor of the subject matter but we've seen the progress that indian uh, tv has made streaming tv has made in the last year uh, or so and uh, this does not uh, this does not pass you know as far through you know that all uh tanul yeah i mean i did not like the show right from the first literal second i mean you know even the girl in the train i'd enjoyed the first 5 to 7 minutes i remember writing jotting uh, down something on the lines of this is a good song crunches information cleverly and all of that this show nothing nothing at all i mean i don't even have a degree in uh, material science but it was not difficult to see that pooja bhat was wooden as hell i mean it was absolutely terrible acting terrible 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 acting uh the voice over as so many have mentioned is uh, uh just give me a second oh. sorry yeah the voice over was bad i mean <clears throat> but more than that i mean within the first 15 minutes i counted there were more than a, more than half a dozen scenes which were not scenes they were thesis statements i mean you clearly get the sense that you have a filmmaker who wants to convey quote and quote some serious ideas but is that the way to go about it no i mean this is not filmmaking this is ventriloquism you know i mean you have characters saying shit which are i mean they probably belong to some really mediocre high school essay i mean this is terrible filmmaking and terrible acting it's not as if alankara shivasta was a visual stylist and all of that and i've quite enjoyed her last two films i mean i really enjoyed uh, dolly kitty and 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 uh, and lipstick even though i could see that dolly kitty had some flaws and all of that but this film i mean uh, you could clearly see where it was headed after the first 15 minutes if i had to not review the it i would have probably uh, shut it after the first half an hour because there's absolutely i mean uh, for i am sounding more condescending than usual or whatever if at all that's possible but uh, i mean yeah i just did not have uh, much patience uh, for it and it it really did not okay sorry about that disturbance uh, we are just a bunch of 30 somethings and 120 somethings and to do a podcast is really difficult right now um okay coming back to uh, bombay begums uh, we were obviously um, The, the filmmaking sort of didn't cut muster with anyone the voice over was a problem and you know one of the things that really annoyed me and has been annoying me in uh, alankita's uh, sort of ubra over the years uh, is the fact that she really doesn't like building a scene you know like something as simple as building a scene and letting it sort of simmer and earn uh, any sort of time or resolution within the scene like uh, you you see something like a succession where you know uh, uh, say say a confrontation scene or a family scene or more than two people in the frame you know th- there are so many sort of close ups in the scene there are uh, th- there are mid shots in the scene that sort of 
build up to the tone of the conversation, build up to the tone of the conflict in the scene. And uh, for Alankrita, it just feels like she's trying to get done with it to move on to the next scene. Uh, because it's there on paper and it makes sense in the larger scheme in in context of the narrative. But within the scene itself, there is really no sense of rhythm uh, or timing. There were so many scenes in this that were just that ended before uh, uh, it even took flight. And and that's been happening for a long time. And I thought it was sort of a bandwidth problem because feature films didn't afford her that freedom or length. But it clearly isn't because she had six hours here uh, to sort of juggle between five narratives or four narratives. And uh, it was still, um, so it, it was still really glaring. Follow um, me. Did you um, have like? Did you notice similar things? Yeah, like in the sense that uh, you know there are like a lot of scenes, a lot of like moments in the show that, at least from the first episode, that you think would lead to something, but they, that is like not resolved. Forget resolving or even like acknowledged at all. Like I remember one of the in the first episodes. Uh, there's Pooja, uh, Pooja Bhatt has a, bed, a boardroom scene where she has a con like she has a disagreement with a couple of board uh, uh, the members who are also sitting in the meeting and I remember she comes out of the meeting and she goes to the washroom and the idea is that you know she gets hot flushes and that she's maybe mm. like maybe like hiding say maybe an illness or there's something going on with her but that's never acknowledged throughout the series like there's no reason that she should get hot flushes it's not explained similarly in the like there's later a scene where when that whole uh, when when that whole arc of like sexual harassment in the workplace comes in and like an employee complains uh, saying that you know this is how uh, this is this is the complaint that I would like to file so like the person that she accused his wife meets her and says something like you know which is also goes to say the thing you are saying that is just a scene they feel more like Facebook statuses than scenes like that uh, one character comes and says I've forgiven you and then like there'll be a shot of like two people looking at each other and then it's done it's done and dusted with you know. There's no like real coherence to like what exactly she's saying. It just feels like someone who knows that these are the hundred things I have to say and I have to fit it in within like six hours. And like also like right off the bat, like we've all talked about the voiceover, but one of the like the main things that kind of stuck with me is that it felt like too similar to Lipstick Under My Burka in the sense of structure also. Even in that film, it's basically Ratna Vadakshah's character reading a novel that is the narrative thread throughout all the other stories, right? Which is like the voiceover in a way. It feels like she's like replicating herself only without like a sense of purpose of why she's doing it. Like if the idea here is to like use the voiceover to just connect the dots, right? She's just letting you know like whatever Shai is reading is exactly what is happening on screen. So mm. I get very ticked off when someone like doesn't allow the viewer to come to their own conclusions because it's not like this is mysterious filmmaking or she's being very like ambiguous about what she's trying to show. Even without the voiceover, I feel like everyone would understand that they are survivors, they are queens or whatever it is that they are. Mm. Yeah, I, I I remember like towards the end, at least, I don't know, fifth or sixth episode, uh, you know, um, Amruta Subhash's character who, you know, who plays a sex worker, who becomes an entrepreneur, um, she, she um, there, there's a, there's sort of a portion in the episode where she is uh, sort of happy with her lover at one point, her married lover, she's in bed with him. Uh, she's, you know, dreaming of going to Dubai and, uh, you know, they are discussing and, you know, flirting around uh, about that. And, uh, you know, the mood is happy, the mood is dreamy and melancholic and whatnot. And, and you know, you cut to the next scene and she's in the same clothes. She's with a somber face. She's with Pooja Bhatt in the hospital, uh, you know, uh, for some reason. And uh, and because 
I don't know. I don't quite remember who was admitted or why they were in the hospital. But you know, it's a really somber scene, and and you know, the, there's nothing in between. Like you know, for example, time passes. Like when a narrative, you're sort of jumping. Uh, uh, that's the whole point of editing a show or a film, right? Like it's it's not about like. uh compressing time it's about sort of interpreting it and you know not uh, uh not, not treating it as like one sort of uh physical dimension and it, it just made no sense because you know it's probably later in the day there is no scene that you have four other narratives to put a scene in between to sort of separate these two scenes out and uh, still you choose to cut to amrita subhash in the same clothes in the hospital uh, in a completely different mood there is no emotional continuity and you know it may sound like we're nitpicking but it really isn't because you know the, these things sort of happen consistently through the series uh, through a film and uh, uh, after a point of time you stop considering what the series is about or how important it is about or you know uh, how you know a sort of imbalance over the last few decades have resulted in a filmmaker like her sort of being very unsettled about her storytelling uh, but you know the, the, there is no excuse for bad uh, filmmaking like I, I i may understand the reason behind it but i, I don't think there should be one uh, especially if you want to communicate a certain voice uh you know towards the screen um so yeah udai yeah as uh, i just wanted to uh, go back to something that someone had mentioned earlier that uh, about made in heaven and uh, i i feel that again just the memory of that also doesn't do many favors to bombay begums because uh, even though i had quite a few problems with made in heaven uh it's certainly a better made series in this and uh, alankrita had um, had co-directed and co-written that though she hadn't created that and um, that too had a voice over um if i remember it was in english and yeah, uh, uh, yeah and that uh, and uh, the there was a character played by um uh, Sh- shivani raghuvanshi in that mm. uh jazz uh <laughs> her name was and she also is the sort of eager young employee the same way as i aisha is in this and she also replies in hindi to people speaking in english and she sort of uh, hooks up with this uh, very cool collected sort of uh, uh, bandra type guy and um, so uh, it sort of seemed like a repeat of that though i think uh, aisha goes to interesting places but the hangover of that series was also there in this but in an unfavorable way i don't think it quite worked we should mention though that uh, this is uh, that uh, though alankrita has um, has created this and uh, she has uh, directing credits and co-writing i think story credits for all the episodes uh, bornela chatterjee and iti agarwal have two screenplay credits each mm-hmm. and uh, bornela chatterjee also directed i think three episodes the hungry of, yeah yeah of of this so mm-hmm. there are there are other co-directors and writers but uh, i think it's fairly recognizable even thematically as uh, as an alankrita product like the themes and and the way she's sort of talking about sexuality and uh, you know freedom is very much her except that i think it comes off a lot better like especially in her last film which i quite liked uh, dolly kitty 
there is something in uh, you know there there's something that worked in that which just sort of came apart out here and i think a major part of that was probably also the language just that a lot of this happens in english and uh, there are not many indian film writer filmmakers who do well in english it's just it's tough and why should they be good in english but netflix wants them to be like that amazon wants them to do that so you know they make them and it turns out very awkward yeah we've been seeing that right with white tiger suitable boy and we are seeing the worst of them you know uh, in the last one or two years and you're right about you know netflix sort of wanting them to do that and being more accessible but you know when with with, with like especially with the indian characters i, I felt like you know I, i sort of singled out like um uh, shana goswami for her performance in this uh, in, in the sense that maybe you know i sort of enjoyed her performance but maybe it was just also me being relieved that she wasn't uh, you know opposite uh, um you know she wasn't playing her very over the top bengali suitable boy role uh, where uh, she's obviously opposite the same husband who's uh, played by um, ஒருத்தர் <laughs> mental space in this series especially that sort of that uh, uh, marital spat towards the end of the series which he has with vivek gomber where you know he confronts her about uh, uh, she admits to her cheating and uh, they have this showdown where the camera follows them ac- through the rooms in their house and you know they don't really come to a resolution and i, I thought that was probably the only spark in a series and that is probably the highest that is the best case scenario of an alankrita shivastava film like that scene uh, for me at least uh, because that is what she probably or what they probably aim for on paper and when it just does not translate more, at least 90% of the time on screen uh, so you know that i mean that that is pretty much all i took away at least in the last few episodes which were relatively better when i say relatively but it really isn't saying much because the first 3 or 4 episodes were absolutely almost unwatchable and uh, as tanul even rightly mentioned i i don't think pooja but's performance uh, was a thing because i think reviewers are just used to sort of saying that so and so's performance is good but the series was terrible it's just like trying to sort of uh, cushion the fall of their critics so um, yeah tanul do you have anything uh, you know really um, I mean, to add about this about uh, overall any specific no i mean in general specific? I, i know you particularly hated it a lot more than we did i mean it's not to say we uh, liked a lot of it but you also thought amrita subhash wasn't really good in the series i which... didn't like her yaar i mean see now i would like to make one point okay i think it's uh, it really is important when we talk about uh, these indifferent bollywood productions is uh, especially when we are trying to sort of analyze or put uh, and put judge acting i think it, it becomes tricky uh, when you have been saddled with an obviously bad screenplay 
and obviously terrible lines you know so when a, a good actor or a decent actor let's say is enacting those uh, said terribleisms they obviously look terrible uh does that mean it's terrible acting <laughs> so many terribles in one sentence uh it's difficult uh for me it's difficult uh so i would i would think that uh amrita subhash wasn't bad uh she was middling at best but i think that's also a function of some really corny lines some really terrible exposition uh coupled with the way uh shrivastav looks at her and the way she looks at all the characters right let's i mean let's pick them one by one rani the protagonist of the show this typical ruthless uh version of say a certain kind of female ambition shy uh, this girl who is like a, a grown up version of a 70s kid in a bachchan film who would say who would spout these uh, inane profundities littered with ma here ma is replaced with mother but uh, the gist is the same uh shahana was still still a decent character i thought well written really well performed amrita subhash a prostitute or a sex worker with uh, with a heart of gold i mean you it's it's very difficult uh, to sort of you know uh, really be uh, on the same page with these folks because you really don't get a sense of this uh, this uh, conflicting uh, swirling humanity right i mean uh, we sure these characters may sort of at times contradict themselves but but you really you really get the sense that you know these are sort of i mean essays masquerading as people so i mean it doesn't and no i did not quite uh, quite like amrita subhash's performance uh, for the large part i thought just i i thought it was a lot of overcompensating it was a lot of you know how these uh, uh foreign journalists write about indian poverty oh look at these uh, these poor rest kids they have you know uh, dreams in their eyes and like whatever the stuff like that right i i i thought it was pretty i mean i won't go as far as to say patronizing but i mean it's the kind of performance that we have just seen so many times it's it's and and amrita subhash i just thought that i mean given that this is not her uh, home ground i thought she was really overcompensating and uh, it just i mean just you know just trying to switch abruptly switch between being tender being naive and being this really uh, street smarty toughy i it it just did not go well with me I, i mean you could see that this is the character that functions in registers that acha theek hai abhi you have to hit this note do scene ke baad you have to hit that note so it, it it just produces a really discordant uh, feeling but then again i am that guy who likes saral khan's performance in lavaj kal too so what the <laughs> fuck do i know but anyway uh, which is again i think a very interesting case of a, a decent actor and really bad script anyway sorry but uh, but yeah i mean it's uh, so I, i think a lot of my reservations from this uh, series uh, sort of stem from that i mean a lot of over explanation but also i mean uh, uh just seeing uh this world of, of these characters in more or less a fixed way i mean uh, we really have like uh, a motley of uh, cliched characters and scenarios you know more or less and it gets difficult to sort of really be uh, uh to really uh, be with them at all times so i i would say that on a on a darker note was uh, anyone else a little traumatized with danish hussain and his sex scenes oh my yeah. god please yeah. don't even get me started 
plant a line in my review just describing that because i remember being pretty i mean yeah like what I is that the one thing is the masturbation scene with his late wife sort of uh, white dupatta face a sari on his face and uh, that is you know that, that as as much as that has burnt a hole in my head uh, even his sex scenes with uh, pooja but were you know the one thing alankrita did well in the last few series was her filming of uh, sort of intimacy desire the sex scenes and it was very noticeable in especially in dolly kitty which i thought was very well filmed at least very well performed whether it's directed or not you know we don't really know whether it was good direction good acting but combination of everything and you know so far she that is the one thing she's really gotten right and uh, to an extent that has been a, a, a sort of a very visible legacy of her so far but you know that Dan, those danish usain scenes especially when he takes his uh, uh, you know dead wife's name when he's on top of pooja but and where he's sort of just mumbling her name because the script is probably in front of him and he has to somehow make it seem <laughs> like he's saying it while he's orgasming is just it undid a lot of sort of uh, you know a lot of what she has done right in the last few series and it it was un, it was undone through uh, you know through a veteran actor through a man and that is just it was bizarre because i i just could not sort of wrap my head around it and i, I you know the people say that you know one scene or one moment should not really color your view but when when it seems like this when when it's danish usain really struggling to sound like he is uh, you know in the throes of passion it is just it is unforgettable i mean i'm not scared sorry gone for me no i was saying i was as scared as that dupatta as that sari scene but i know a lot of like y'all think that the last two episodes were significantly better but i thought the last episode was like the probably the worst kind of evidence of why like shows like this should be like criticized or like analyzed far beyond like you know the kind of whistle word the like statements that they make that there's a sex scene there also right where she dresses mm. in that same sari of his dead wife and then they have sex and then he finally takes her name and then the camera will show a smile on her face yeah. that was just like if like you know after a point i feel like people also have to realize that what you think you like about the show is basically the screenplay you're reacting to the screenplay of the show you're reacting to the premise premise of the show you're not reacting to like the performances you're not reacting to like how they are telling that show right in like like tanul said like when you break down all of these characters if the idea of a show is to like show you the contradictions of like a woman in part like how a powerful woman can't just be that there is also like these 1500 other gendered expectations that is thrust on her that kind of curtail that part if that doesn't come out through the characters then i think the point of a show is only redundant like apart from i really like the shahana goswami track but i also feel like i liked it because it was shown of all the other over the top exaggerations in the other characters i feel like her track really even though vivek gombar is terrible in the emotional scenes i thought that her character still had a little bit of that whole idea of contradiction i really like that one scene where they're in the dinner table and she's just like gotten news that she might get promoted and her friends are asking her will you just give up your job after your baby and it's a small scene where her husband re- responds in place of her and like the camera is still on her face like it's still like not subtle but it's a it's a nice way to like put across like 
grand statements that you're trying to make i guess hmm uday um uh, ha go on uh, tanu uh, i interrupt anybody else no no go on go on ha so i mean uh, those danish uh, sense sex scenes and all of that the problem all i mean apart from everything else that you guys mentioned is also that it looks so obviously planted na i mean yeah. Um, yeah. there is this one kind of filmmaking which wants to i mean write shocking then underline it then bold it and then italicize it and then make the font 280 right i mean uh, so, so that that was that for sure right and that and it looked like that because yeah it's very simple say a husband is uttering his dead wife's name while he's having sex with his current wife i mean whatever that mindset is even if you leave that aside it it just goes to show some sort of like a uh, basic disinterest and even a lack of respect towards your partner right but that's not how the danish husain's character is otherwise portrayed or yeah it is uh, in the uh, show right it just looks as if okay these are the moments that somehow happen and otherwise it's all fine and otherwise you will see him uh, say uh, poetic lines such as i know you will wing it darling and, and and stuff like that it just looks absurd i mean um, what was that show yaar uh, little woman no fuck that nicole kidman show uh, big little lies oh big little lies big little lies yeah sorry big little lies mein uh, nicole kidman has this very weird kind of a relationship with her husband right i mean yeah. where they i mean get into these sort of violent sexual encounters and all of that and that really colors i mean her entire perception of things and all of that right in this case obviously this is uh, i mean it's not analogous directly but uh, you just you just get a sense that ki acha theek hai this uh, this is something that's there but otherwise everything else is seemingly okay or or, or you know i mean there's, yeah. there's not even a hint of some sort of like, not even discord but some sort of i mean uh, uh, a shade of say uncomfortable intimacy between the two so so i mean yeah it just looks very 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 dismissive apart from just being so obviously shocking right uh they uh, talk us through um, i mean you you mentioned that they sort of got the me to uh, arc uh, sort of work space me to thing right and also uh, i was also curious about what you all thought about labita botakur's uh, track uh, about because we haven't really seen bisexuality sort of represented in a mainstream sort of manner in a big show or a film for that matter because it's either uh, it's either black or white there is really never a gray that has been uh, sort of handled so far so i i just was curious about what you guys thought about uh, that particular track i find her extremely limited as an actress i needed to rant about her because she was terrible in breathe on a wheelchair in front of like someone like abhishek bachchan Uh, I I never breathe round. Anyway, go on. Sorry. We we will not get into that. But Labita is just not a good like she is not a good actress. And uh, but nice. Uday, I enjoyed her as well. Anyway, go on. Uh, yeah, Uday, just talk us through like what you thought about those particular aspects of the series. So I'll I'll talk about the second thing first, which is the uh, the her the bisexuality track because I I thought that was one of the things that. the show didn't sort of jump on and underline and whatever whatever tanul said mm-hmm. uh, i thought that was done in a slightly better slightly more open uh, way especially not so much the scenes uh, with the jazz singer and and plabita but uh, the scene with plabita and imadsha i thought were quite nice in which they're sort of trying both trying to find their way 
instead of like like we don't know how the scene will end at the start of it is just like mm-hmm. what will be his reaction her reaction and all i like those uh, they kept it a little more open so uh, i thought that was dealt with a little better than some of the other you know quote unquote topics mm-hmm. uh for the uh, for the uh, metro storyline so just for people who haven't seen it it's in 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 short labita's character is uh, is sexually assaulted by a senior partner at the firm played by manish choudhury and uh, she eventually decides to bring a complaint and that goes to uh, fatima and rani and uh, they have to make a decision on that and they are less than supportive like through the whole thing i like the setup in the sense that i think it sort of gave uh, what i can only assume is it is a true picture of how mm. you know the the difficulties that will come even after you know someone makes a complaint like this in a company even today uh what i didn't find convincing was and i i wonder whether it's the short run of episodes it's just six episodes that until i think the end of the fifth episode she was getting no support and yeah. rani and lavita were basically a sari rani and fatima were telling her to take back her statement and think of the family and think of like your the the uh, aggressor and everything like that and then suddenly in the last episode because it's time to wrap up Yeah. and because you know uh, female solidarity or whatever uh, suddenly there's this change of heart which is really unexplained i mean yeah they're having tragedies in their own life uh, fatima's marriage is breaking up and rani is finally you know reconnected with her stepchild and stuff like that but that it's it's done in a very inelegant way and to in my you know i, I think in a very unconvincing way and um, i mean i don't want to compare it to something like succession because they seem miles away but just you know if in in that even when people are trying to be nice or trying to do something good for someone they stay true to their essential natures and mm. out here i have no idea what the essential natures of these people are because they just seem to go according to like a grand plan of how the series should be and how it should end rather than like being true to their characters so i had a problem with how it was resolved that particular track problem um i even i thought like lobita was quite uh, unconvincing in a role and the role Uh, the idea of a young employee who comes and has a lot of ambition and then like kind of flits towards what she wants i didn't think that was necessarily novel but what did like the two things like you all mentioned did catch my attention was how they approached bisexuality not in terms of just someone knowing that they're bisexual but also like being bi curious like to me like the first time that she and uh, the jazz singer kind of hook up the one after that one of the things that she asked her is that have you ever have you only been with men and she says yeah and like this is i haven't tried this before and i like the idea that you know there wasn't like a judgmental or there wasn't like force feeding or obvious pulling that this is something she's done just because she was drunk or just because she wanted to try something new and the idea of like letting someone like kind of exploring their sexuality sexuality kind of also like simmer in i feel like that was one of the things like you said like one of the things that you expect out of shivastava i feel like i don't remember which review but i'm sure it is one of your reviews only where i read that that scene where she uh, goes and uh, 
makes out with uh, uh, the jazz singer and then she suddenly leaves and then goes and goes to imams and then she like they hook up there and i like that idea of how that progressed like it wasn't like very black and white like either she's with women or either she's with men that is like the case for uh, the series in general like people are either good suddenly or they're either bad suddenly my my problem with the me too which comes me to the me too storyline my problem with the me too storyline again felt like that it was one of those things where it still felt like it was like ticking uh kind of like an arc of how it should like proceed in in contrast to like actually kind of showing how it might like the last minute kind of revelations of uh, Pooja Bhatt's past, for instance, is felt very convenient to me. Although, like, I liked that inclusion, but the fact that it comes in the last episode with, like, say, half an hour to spare with her, with ending with a big monologue about female solidarity and saying that we will not let men win and we will file a complaint and stuff like that, I don't think is very true to like how a Me Too uh, complaint in a workplace would turn out or would eventually say. Uh, like attain its resolution like I, i thought a lot about morning show in that context especially with that track because it's not as simple as just suddenly someone changing their mind overnight and then you call the cops and then you get this person arrested like it just felt like those old school hindi movies about wrongdoing and retribution and someone suddenly you know decides that okay this is the person i'm going to be even with shahana goswami's change of heart there's a very nice scene where you know after she kind of realizes that she might have been like believing the wrong person she uh, notices him sit on, on the sofa a certain way and the camera obviously kind of emphasizes on that, that but i thought it was a nice, nice scene that except, was a nice yeah. yeah i thought it was a nice scene except i'm not sure why she changed her mind you know for someone who seemed so close to uh, manish choudhary's character and so sure of what she believed in just the idea that you know she could be wrong coming to her natural coming to her suddenly didn't quite sit well with me and my another problem with a lot of shows and movies that want to be young or they want to show or want to stick with the politics of the time is that they just don't know how the internet works like here i know this is nitpicking but one of the things what was the quiet circle when plabita put, put out a post on there saying that the, it was anonymous right like no one knew who was talking to each other and then when suddenly sahana goswami also goes to that platform i don't know if it's a platform if it's an app if it's like twitter if it's instagram she goes there and someone suddenly reveals their uh, identity to her i do not know how she knew of that did she know that that was always there like i hate it when people just like do something that they know like should kind of attune with the with like the period of time that people are in and how they kind of react to certain violations and how they respond how they heal they know the kind of the textures or the outlines of it but have no idea what to do with it it's a classic case of like very like bad comparison with the classic case of like liberals being very 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 like fascinated with the idea of revolution but have no idea what to do after that happens it's the same way what i felt about the show of like a filmmaker knowing that these are the things i want to say these are the things i want to convey and these are the things that i want to like kind of fill the gaps in like storytelling but having no idea what to do after that you know yeah yeah in that sense it sort of reminded me of guilty which was again like another terrible sort of me to uh, ish liberal written film uh tanul um, your thoughts on this act yeah i mean so <clears throat> the me too angle was definitely i think uh, quite well done for the most part i think um, what was uh, also interesting about this was how it sort of views the antagonist i mean oh, manish chaudhry's character so 
I think in uh, in the first scene itself, or probably one of the first scenes in the in the show. I mean, in the, in the first episode, of course, uh, when Rani sort of you know uh, talking about her uh, vision for the bank's future and all of that, we get a uh, we get a shot of Manish Chaudhary. I mean, you know, almost kind of sizing her up, you know, and and you get a with a very almost a quasi uh, uh, lecherous look, and you sort of get the sense that अच्छा ठीक है he's this uh, He's this a certain kind of a uh, 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 a man, you know, uh, that uh, that most are sort of uh, uh, familiar with. I mean, he's sort of a type in a sense. I mean, uh, then, uh, but then his character doesn't play straight. I mean, I I, I quite like that about him. I mean, uh, then you sort of uh, we get this angle that Achatik he must be jealous of. I mean, a female uh, that to his junior, you know, sort of upstaging him to become the deputy MP and all of that. But it's not that kind of a role. He actually goes to her house, or she comes to his house. I think they have sort of a uh, uh, some sort of a brainstorming session. After that, they chill. Even later, you know, he's uh, he's quite. I mean, uh, nice to uh, Fatima and all of that. So I mean. i thought that was a pretty layered look at i mean uh, how people can be uh, that uh, they can be nice to you but they can at the same time be really terrible to a lot of others i thought uh, that was smartly done i mean uh, the the fact that although i mean uh, bor thakur's character arc uh, is sort of aligning your expectations like many other things in the show a certain way i heard manish chaudhary's uh, 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 a bit of a seesawing character uh, kept that uh confusion intact and even after that you know uh when fatima actually says that he's always been nice to me and 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 all of that you could you could believe her because uh, the show has given you evidences uh of that coming back to uh gor thakur's uh character i mean the whole uh bisexual uh subplot I thought that was decently done, you know. I mean, there is this one scene. I think uh, Pallavi mentioned it. Uh, uh, one of you guys probably mentioned it in your review, where you know uh, she is about to make out uh, with uh, Chitra, the jazz singer, uh, and uh, <clears throat> and then she stops, right? And and then she uh, goes back, meets Ron, and then they make uh, then they make out. Uh, I I like that bit particularly because the meaning is sort of. I mean. it's it's one of the rare instances in the show where uh, the show allows you uh, where the writing allows you to make your own meanings you know um, i sort of interpreted it in a sense that for somebody uh, who comes from a small town who is very conventionally uh, uh, ambitious uh, which ties in with these very uh, conventional ideas of uh, a heteronormative life uh, it it almost gives you the impression that for her uh, uh sex or sexual attention is only fulfilled if it comes from a man that even if it uh, even if the same feelings in a sense or those same um, i don't know uh, 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 the the same ribbons uh, come uh, uh, through somebody of an opposite gender it doesn't really quite feel complete and it's also sort of ties in well with her character where she's i mean she's obviously so uh, low in the uh, bank's hierarchy and all of that and given her social standing as well i thought that was a pretty good way of tying uh, things up or a pretty good way or smart way of eliminating her character even if shivastava did not intend it that way even if she had different meanings because for me uh, that moment felt complete and it and and not just understated uh, but also uh, that understatedness had a purpose uh, Other than that, it's a 
pretty stocky role. I mean, especially given that it has such stark parallels with uh, with Jazz from Made in Heaven, uh, which I liked quite a lot. Just because I mean uh, that plot point itself, uh, the depiction of that was quite novel. It doesn't take a lot to be novel in in, in Indian uh, fictional space, but still, uh, it was. Uh, I appreciated it a lot there. Now here you could see that. I mean, now even the some sort of a small town personality has again just been reduced to a few bullet points, right? Ki acha theek hai. Small town does not listen uh, to Western music, is not fluent in English, uh, is is somebody who is uh, very obviously on the surface and things like that. So you are not giving me more uh, apart from I mean what these uh, these very uh, uh, oft depicted uh, notions. Of uh, small townism, so to speak, uh, have started appearing on Indian screens, right? So I mean, after a point, it really did not uh, uh, intrigue me that much. That said, though, I enjoyed both Thakur's performance. I think uh, I like her as an actor. I liked her in Lipstick. I liked her in Breathe. Uh, sorry, Rahul. Uh, and uh, I liked her as well. I mean, uh, there are obviously like many parallels, several parallels between her character in Breathe and. And uh, and the one she played in uh, uh, what's called a Bombay Vagrants in, in in the sense that it's a very garden variety choppy role and it's a I mean it's it's a sort of a character who's not afraid to be quote unquote uncool uh, so of course that's there and I would like uh, uh, Plavita to sort of you know I mean uh, venture into sort of other territories if hopefully she gets a different role because I, I I do think that. Uh, she is an actor with uh, with some promise but then you think that about sara ali khan too so we'll get to that at some uh, well, point I, I, I can give you a lot uh, a lot <laughs> of other examples as well so, anyway i mean patan lok swastika one the best actor right best of i hated her performance in patan lok anyway so i'm just telling you that i mean, that there are several not to go about ऑफिस and um, uh, and she's looking for her and then she finds her uh, with manish choudhary's character in his cabin and they are you know he is entertaining her and they are having a good time and um, if you notice pooja but then and rani's character then she is weirdly abrupt and curt and she immediately sort of takes shy away from the office saying okay come uh, you know uncle is busy he has work to do but she shies like no he has no work to do and she just takes him away and uh, manish chaudhary is a, actually a nice guy in that scene and he was like you know uh, she uh, he thanks him and he says no problem and she just takes him away and there's something on her face and you know that makes sense obviously later when we find out that sort of uh, rani uh, was one of the people behind bearing one of the previous me too cases involving manish choudhary and that is only revealed in the end so she basically knew he was a predator and to see her own daughter around uh, uh, you know him uh, early in the series that was a very that was the only subtle sort of thing that and you know unfortunately i you know couldn't mention it in the review because it's sort of a spoiler too because uh, but i thought that was very sort of 
smartly done uh, in that and unfortunately there were you know too few and far between at least uh, things like this concepts like these scenes like this uh, yeah that was um, i mean that those were the two things i think you know shivasava and her co-writers and co-director handled handled very well but uh, yeah is there uh, anything else anyone wants to add about our very extensive discussion of the series i i sh- do have to say that that i really enjoy seeing rahul bose cast in frozen films where i don't expect him to be and also cast in a negative role i feel like i'm starting to enjoy that side of rahul bose i cast him more as villains cast him more as like people who just he, whenever he just has to have a straight face throughout scenes i'm into it yeah, was he really a villain though yeah <laughs> i don't think he was also sure of what he had to do which i found very amusing that is just genius casting i think uh, that that sort of like casting uh, what's his, uh, why do i keep forgetting his name but um, vivek gomber in like sir or in a series like this except in the emotional scenes where they really can't emote uh, more than they have to but yeah good point about rahul bose uh, this is as much as i can tolerate of rahul bose in a series or a <laughs> so which is um, yeah which which should work but uh, yeah udair uh, tanul anything else or are we done with bombay begum um uh, i i i i did like one small I scene though it doesn't have like a huge bearing on anything hmm. but um it it was after um, prabhita's character kind of comes out to uh, imadsha and uh, the uh, i like that his problem isn't that uh, you know he he doesn't have any problems with her being by it's more that she was sort of uh, carrying on with the other girl while she was staying with him and sort of carrying on with him also and, uh, and he puts it very gently and i thought that was again a nice sort of little scene there and i i wish there were more scenes in that register rather than the sort of high octane everything else tanul any last words yeah i mean <clears throat> it was good to see macha uh, even though i did not really recognize him for some reason he has uh, gotten uh, some fat around his uh, cheeks and stuff like that it was and i remember writing in my notes that ron uh, bracket looks like a poor version of macha <laughs> anyway uh, it was good to see I mean, we don't really, and more than that, I think it's good to. I I I, I like this character because I think it's a very machai character. Uh, but uh, we don't see such men uh, on screen often, you know. I mean, uh, this very sort of a floaty uh, English August chiller stoner uh, vibe. Uh, very, I mean, lazes fair in terms of you know, uh, uh, in terms of daily living and things like that. And and he sort of like uh, he really needed that part here because it wasn't uh, I mean, that was his home ground, so to speak. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's whenever his character appeared on screen, I was like, I mean, it will just it will just get better for a, for a bit. I mean. So, did you did yeah. you see him in uh, did you see him in M cream is that why the stoner reputation no 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 this is this is dil ah so no oh wow he wasn't M cream no no i haven't seen it i have just seen mostly and i remember being quite blown uh, just by you know uh, this uh, this sense of nothingness that uh, that we seen so many people around us but it didn't found any uh much creative expression uh, in hindi drama so i i that has always stayed with me and uh, yeah i 
I would really like more sort of, uh, I mean, less macho characters on screen. Yeah, so it was good to see him. Otherwise, I mean, Chana was great. Uh, she was she was really excellent. But uh, but yeah, other than that, there was I mean, barring a few uh, things here and there which you guys have already covered, yeah. uh, there are some nice scenes and everything. Uh, there there really isn't much that sort of really sticks with you. So. Right. Um, yeah. So th- I think we're done with Bombay Begums, and yeah, that was fun. That was uh, fun discussing things that even I may have overlooked uh, uh, the series in my absolute dislike for the series. But yeah, thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, hopefully we'll be back soon uh, with another podcast. Uh, lot some of reviews it's... were weird, though. I must say this. Sorry, I interrupted you. Sorry, but, what? Uh, some reviews were just weird. I usually don't check. I mean, barring a few reviewers, whatever. But just this sort of this bland generic appreciation for the show, just because of the message it has or represent, it was just very typical uh, uh, of the re- reviewers who sort of review. I don't know why the fuck am I taking it out like this, them out like this? But yeah, whatever. So really, yeah, we yeah we've gone through that. It's sort of lazy reviewing, and it's also expected from you know uh, a particular sort of section. I guess to each their own. It's fine. I think we've sort of done a good job of like at least going into detail with this, uh, not being <laughs> at all. But uh, thanks for yeah. listening, everyone. And yeah, we'll be back soon. Lot of releases in March, so stay tuned. Thank you.